We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to episode 23 of the Swider Show, man. Uh, some people might call it the Jordan episode. And it's actually fitting because today, the, the GOAT retires. The, the GOAT <laughs> retires, Patty. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I mean, yeah. it's like all we, all we can, that's really on our mind. Like, we had a show planned out per usual, nice pre-show. But, um, yeah, man, it's sad. It's, like, very surreal. Obviously, with his age and how long he's been there and everything, like, kind of knew it was coming one of these years. But the fact that it's actually, like, official now is just very sad. Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously played for him last year. He did an unbelievable job with our team. And just the... Just the legacy, the tradition, overall, just what, what he means to Syracuse, the community, the basketball program, the athletic department, the university. Um, it's a sad day to see him go. Um, I don't know. Like, for some reason, I just feel, like, emotional. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's really hard to describe. Um, and, I mean, obviously, as a walk-on, I, I don't have the same relationship as playing on the court with him as, you know, most guys did that, that played for him. But just, like – the presence that he has without saying a word, the way he conducted himself. Like you said, he literally raised, like, a generation of, of Syracuse people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no I, – I was just thinking about it. Like, the fact he's there for 47 years. Are there even Syracuse fans around right now that, like, remember a time before Jim Beheim? Probably not, right? They can't be. <laughs> like, they weren't a thing before he got there. There was a great quote by one of our managers, Brandon Grant. He was like, Syracuse was a football school before Bayheim t- took over. Yeah, no one remembers them being a football school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just, exactly. like, incredible. Um, and, yeah, just for context here for the listeners, it's 5.47 p.m. Eastern Wednesday. So he literally announced it, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, like 10, 10 minutes before he got on the mic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was looking up beforehand, trying to, like, find some stats, find some – but everything's been said at this point. It's just, it's just sad. <laughs> but and so I just want to take a couple of moments. I mean, two years ago at this point, I was transferred from Villanova. I got a call from Coach Beheim. Coach Beheim recruited me in high school, and uh, and yeah, man, he he really believed in me at that time. But 
especially after my three years at Villanova, like I, I went through a lot of hard times, a lot of basketball anxiety. Had 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 a good three years there, but at the end of the day, like I, I knew I wasn't going to be the player I wanted to be at Villanova. So I entered the transfer portal. Coach Beheim called me. This first person, he, GMAC called me, but Coach Beheim took the throw from GMAC and just talked to me for 20 minutes about how my career is going to be resurrected, how I'm remembered as, as a Syracuse player, what, mm-hmm. what I can what I can do in a Syracuse uniform that can resurrect my basketball career and, and be a part of such a great family and, and alumni base and, and how I'll be able to shoot again and, and, and get, right. my, get my confidence back up. You're able to let you play through mistakes and just at that time in my life I needed it more than anything and it just it's, that, I think that's why I'm emotional today because it's like especially over these past two years the the critique of Coach Beheim has been at a very high level but we forget about yeah all, all that he's done and I sincerely I just want to I just want to thank Coach Beheim thank Syracuse University for giving me that second chance and um, it's it's hard for me to put into words how much he means to me as a person, um, yeah. and ultimately getting me here to where I am today. Because without him, I I, I don't know if I would be here. So, um, thank you to Coach Beheim. Thank you to everyone in, in Syracuse. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just a it's just a tough pill to swallow because of of, of everything that he means to me and 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 the city and everything like that. But. No, just, the other thing is, is like literally, literally decades and decades of players have such a similar story to that. Where you're in this college basketball realm in this world where you constantly have coaches, especially when you're at your level, calling you and they want you on their team and they telling you all these things. And one of the hardest things about getting recruited is like deciphering, all right, like is this program is this guy really going to hold to that? And is when I show up, is he going to be the same way that you know he is when he's recruiting me? You can never, ever, ever say that about Coach Beheim. Like, when he calls you on the phone there, you're lacking confidence. You feel like, basically, I've talked to you about this before, but you just wanted to, like, have someone believe in you to the point where basketball felt like basketball again. Yeah. And I'm sure you're getting coaches or calls from other people in the transfer portal, but, like, when Jim Beheim calls you and gives you that vote of confidence, one, you know it's going to come true because he's not going to BS you. And two, like, the honor of having him say that is just ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, he's synonymous with college basketball. He's It's sad to see, like, the, in the last couple of years between him, Kay, Roy Williams, these kind of legends are coming and going. But, um, yeah, I mean, 1,100 wins. We, we're not going to, you know, get into the vac- vacancy or whatever of, of 100 of them they count. Um, the 2-3 zone. I mean, think about how legendary that is alone. Yeah. It's just, he's a staple in college basketball. They were just talking about it on um, Around the Horde and, and some of the PTI. Of not only the, the great basketball coach he was, but how how he kind of, he's just a staple in college basketball. It's a sad time to see all these legendary coaches go, right? I mean, Coach Beheim d- did it longer than, than anyone. He did it at a high level for a very long time. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I have the most utmost respect for Coach Beheim, the program that he ran, what he was able to do over 47 years and still do it at a high level till, till the day he retired. So just very thankful to him, very thankful to all the all the words and the wisdom and, and the lessons that he taught me and, and all of our teammates um, and just really brought a different style of basketball to my eyes, the 2-3 zone. 
the confidence that you play with on the offensive end, being able to switch the way your team plays every single year, no matter the, no matter the roster you have, right? Like, what we shoot around forty threes a game last year, thirty five. Yeah, and then now we they shoot like ten a year. Yeah, they, sh- they shoot like or 10, ten a game now. And the uh, other thing about uh, when GMAC was on the pod, he was talking about how Coach Bayam could literally walk in one practice, look at his team, and fifteen minutes in, just be like, "Now this guy does this. He should play this many minutes. This is the role that that guy will have." And he's just spot on because he's literally seen everything to this point. But seen everything, um, man. Yeah, just a legend in every single sense of the word. The goat. Um, his imprints are literally all over. Not even just college basketball, but you read those stories. With, he was with the USA team, and they need to go zones. Coach K is like, "Hey, let's put in orange." And then they had a one and a gold medal. Um, yeah, how much he means to so many players, so many families, literally to Syracuse, to college basketball as a whole. It's, not enough could be said about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to say. Thank, and, you, Coach, thank you, Coach Beheim from the Sports yeah, Show. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Coach Beheim, very much. Um, I, I mean, you have a very personal story with him. I never, in a billion years, thought I would have any contact with with Jim Beheim, and he was incredibly good to me last year. So, and even um, called you the best walk yeah. on the Syracuse basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to add that. In. I think that's eighty percent on. An episode, so yep. yeah, the Miss Orange or whatever festival. He did say that, so uh, yeah. I mean, not many people could walk around and, and have Jim Beheim say that about them. And, and before we move on, not only the the basketball effect he had in the community. I mean, he'll probably still have this effect, but the amount of charitable events and the, yeah, the, the Jim and Julie Foundation, like all that. It's just been it's it's so consistent. And I've never I've never met a man who's been so so charitable and so thankful for just the community that he lives in, right? Like, he, he could easily just be a basketball coach, be a Hall of Famer, and, and that that could be good enough, right? But his impact is far, far more than just on the basketball court. And I think playing for him for a year, you realize how impactful his his stay is in Syracuse. And yeah, he'll definitely... How much he truly means to the community, so... He, he's going to continue to do that, too. Yeah, He will. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, also, last thing. It'll be good to see the next couple of days. Like you said, the last two or three years, he's just been getting dragged a lot on social media, and people have been very underappreciative or unappreciative of him. So it'll be cool these next couple of days, like all the sh- shows, people will be writing articles, like all social media will just be like giving him his flowers. So excited for that content. Much but, deserved. Yeah, it's incredibly well-deserved. Um, but this also makes it, as, as far as the show goes, uh, Somewhat fitting that we do have his son, Jimmy Baham, on this episode. Um, With This is Swatter. I mean, incredibly busy time for college basketball. We we tried to pin down some guests, but anyone who's playing college basketball, anyone who's playing professionally right now, like March right here, these next couple weeks, it just picks up to a point where it's like very, very hard to kind of find time. So we did bank an episode or a draft with Jimmy Baham. Very funny. Very uh, good picks. You guys are definitely find that entertaining. So, um, yeah, we didn't foresee this coinciding with his dad retiring, but um, it'll be it'll be good to hear Behan's voice on the episode. And yeah, next week and throughout the show's history, we'll probably talk about Jim Beheim every single episode. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much, Coach, from the Swider Show again. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I guess getting into the original agenda before that. Like I said, very busy time for college basketball. Have you caught any of the conference tournaments, Water? 
Yeah, man, I, I've, I've seen a couple of these conference tournaments. I always love watching like the the mid major teams battling oh, out for tur- tournament bids. Um, that's always a fun time with college basketball. So I've been watching those the last couple of nights. Oral Roberts is going to be a very uh, dark horse. Yeah. They might be a 12 seed, Patty. I was going to say, they're going to be like a 12 seed. They might, like, they might, they're probably going to be like that 12-5 matchup that, that everyone picks Oral Roberts. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that gets me a little nervous is I feel like like 80% of people are going to have them in the Sweet 16 at least, and that's what yeah. you got to get. <laughs> but it, it kind of... Reminds we were actually, me of, when I was at Villanova my last year, we were playing a very similar team, Winthrop, who was... I was going to th- say that. I think they were like 20, I mean, we only played 27 games that year, so I think they were like 25-2 and two or 26-1 and one when we played against them, and everyone was picking them to beat us, and obviously... The other thing came, is Colin got hurt, right? Colin was out. Like, right beforehand, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so we, yeah, we obviously didn't have Colin. <laughs> we kind of we slipped I, to a five seed, too, because we were like a top, like... Six seven team all year, and we lost our last two games because Colin was hurt. We kind of just learned how to play without him, and then we mm-hmm. got we, we fell into a twenty six and one Winthrop team with the five twelve game. That definitely uh, factored into the seating too, don't you think? Like your best player being out. Do you think the committee like factors that in? Big time, big time. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you don't want to you don't want to put a. I mean, it might end up happening like this, but you don't want to put two teams that could make the final four playing against each other in the second round. Right. So, uh, you want to save those yeah, games for later in the tournament? Yeah. So, yeah, but it, um, it definitely affected. It definitely affected our seed. I, I, I think truly, we were we were probably around a three, or, a two or three seed before Kyle got hurt, and then once he got hurt, it was yeah, it was obviously different. Yeah, that was pretty devastating. I did, uh, I did have Winthrop knocking you guys off though, and you lost. Or you, you I mean, I lost. We won. My pick was yep. wrong. Yeah, you, yep. you did win. I think I think the Swider Show combined for six points and three three rebounds in that game. Is that right? Yeah. Um, how about this? I actually went 0 for 4 on NCAA tournament appearances across divisions. So that's not great. But, uh, so good, what'd you so get? So good, Patty. 3 for 4? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, well. 2, two well, for the, 3. 2 for 3 canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make, we, we were top 10 that year, so it was definitely in. But. Yeah. Um. But do you have any any dark horses besides Oral Roberts? Give us a dark horse in like a power conference that you think might win a conference tournament. Man, I mean, I think North Carolina is a really good team. I, I I don't I don't know, man. I I love everyone's I, on the scent though. I feel like too many. I think if, I feel like it's different, uh, similar to Oral Roberts. Like everyone's just saying, like, ah, oh, don't let North Carolina get hot. And when that is the rhetoric around it, I feel like it never happens. Although. They definitely do have. They have the, the main, DNA. Like, they have the, they DNA. have the DNA, and if there's anything they showed us last year, if they're playing against, I don't know, UNC Asheville in December, they might win by three, squeak it out, look horrible. If you put the bright lights on and like Caleb Love and R.J. Davis, they're like, all right, we need a bucket, two minutes left, hit a dagger. Yeah. They usually make the shot. So. Well, um, I think I think. This this year has been a transition year for them. Obviously, they had huge expectations going into the year. Um, they lost a big part of the team in, in Brady Manick and kind of took away their floor spacing a little bit. Um, they've had inconsistent lineups. Guys have gotten hurt, everything. But I just feel like now with the experience going to the AC tournament, they know it's a it's a. I mean, it's been like this for them for probably about the past month, win or go home mm-hmm. type situation. But I feel like with the championship DNA, with all the older guys that you have, it's. It's almost hard for them not like it's for for me. It's like 
I, I, what it really comes down to is Caleb Love going to make the tough shots that he takes. Yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to. Because as I think Hubert Davis is a really good coach. I think he trains his guys well to, to, to play it a certain way. But he has Caleb Love, who he gives a little bit more of a green light to. So is Caleb mm-hmm. Love going to make those shots that he takes in those tough situations like he did last year in the tournament? Is, is that going to be the case? If not, mm-hmm. they, they might go home in the second round of the AC tournament. But I, I can see them getting hot and, and ma- making a push. It is it is funny the variance they have. They could literally win the national championship or lose today and just, like, their season's over. But um, I'm going to be the first guy that, to I'm, I'm going to be the first guy to ever say this, Wider. You know what matters in March? What's that? Guard, guard play. <laughs> that is an original take, so please credit me when you – Whenever anyone else says that on TV, because I put told some respect them. to your name, man. Yeah, Gottlieb, Seth Greenberg, all those guys. When they say that, I am the one that gave them that idea. So, I mean, North Carolina does have good guards, so we'll see. My pick is uh, actually another North Carolina team, NC State. Yeah, I, I don't love that pick. I just I, love Terquavion Smith. If he ever wants to come on the show, he's welcome on the show because the way that guy plays basketball is so entertaining. <laughs> I, I just think that they're just not deep enough. They don't have as many weapons to, to win, what is it, four games or four nights? Three games I actually three nights? think, yeah, but I think they're more so the North Carolina blueprint from last year. They just got a five. They're going to play, all those guys are going to play 38 minutes a night. But, but could DJ Burns play 38 minutes for Three or four straight nights. I, I don't know. I don't know. I barely even know who that is, to be honest with you. That's that's the center <laughs> that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Keats, you got in a little like argument with our with our boy earlier in the year with Beheim, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't really love pulling for them, but just well, just by the I, personnel, that's that's like my dark horse pick. I don't really think it's gonna happen, but I, I can see them having the, the formula. Term. Are they? Yeah, they're they're in. They're Are they in firmly term. in? I, I th- yeah, that's I'm the thing more... with the ACC. It's it's tough to uh, it's tough to decipher through because I don't know if you cut out the bottom like three teams, then the the rest of the conference looks good. But it definitely is a little bit down as compared yeah. to usually years where it's like odds on the best best conference in the country. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, I guess we'll touch a little bit. I, we talked about Coach Beheim at the beginning, but this year's Q's team, just a heartbreaking loss. Yeah. Like, we're recording this after. Our, both of our I – I don't think it would come as any surprise. Both of our picks there for, like, dark horses to win the ACC tournament would have been the orange. 
I was fully expected. I had fully convinced myself that it was going to happen. And honestly, like, if they had won today, if they had pulled it out, they basically almost beat or did beat everyone else in the conference. So it's kind of wide open, but just just a tough loss. Um, the yeah. end was, was brutal. So I don't know if yeah, you caught the whole game. It was 9 a.m. your time. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I was able to watch it. I, I was in between. Like during the game, I was I was in shoot around, so didn't get to watch the whole entire game. But I don't know, man. It's just been kind of the 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 tale of the last two years. Couldn't mm-hmm. coulda woulda shoulda. Like we had it. So I mean, it's obviously tough to see Coach Beheim go out on on a shot like that. But two out of the last three years in the AC tournaments, it's, it's happened like that, right? So it's just heart heartbreaking, sad. Um, it's frustrating, as, yeah. Frustrating as Orange fans, we, we, we've been through a lot the past what, f- five, six years, whatever. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it's uh, it's, it's it seemed like we we were getting better as the season got on, and that and that's and that's what Coach Beheim wanted for, from this team, mm-hmm. right? A, a young team to keep on getting better throughout the whole entire year, keep on just. just Putting days after days after days, and you know Coach Beheim, like you, he wants to be the best in March. And I thought the team started the game great today. They were hitting shots. They were getting everyone involved. Joe looked like he was he was getting to his spots, even though he wasn't shooting the ball great. He, he looked confident out there. Um, so, shout out to those guys. I mean, I, they went through a really rough part of the last part of the season, and mm-hmm. uh, they could have easily just hung it up, but they they, they, f- they fought their ass off. Shout out to Benny Williams for playing. Yeah, the he did. Best game of yeah, his that was the career. best game of his career, yeah. 18, 11, and five steals. Um, yeah, the, the thing I was most, like, fired up and proud of watching the game was a lot of teams, Wake Forest gets hot, they go on that run. We couldn't buy a bucket. There were some turnovers, too. But yeah. they're down 12 with whatever it was, 11 minutes, 12 minutes left. And, like, a lot of teams in that scenario in the conference tournament just completely folded in. Like, any listener that's watching this week, you're going to see a lot of teams that it's 12 there, and then all of a sudden you blink, and it's like they're down 21. But um, we fought back. That press ended up working a lot. That was that was a cool, like, Beheim <laughs> parting shot there where he used to always say last year, he was like, we're not going to press that much, but there's going to be a game or two where we this, this press ends up winning us or getting us back into a game. We end up winning or having yeah. a shot at the end, which is literally exactly what happened today. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the other thing with Cuse is – Jesse, third team all ACC, 27, 20, and 5 on a senior night, which was absolutely insane. You're right. You're actually at the game, right? I was at the game, yeah. It was like the day just start to finish was very surreal. There was it, just like so much going on. Explain, now, explain the feeling in the dome that day because I, I, I wasn't able to be there. There mm-hmm. 20, 25,000 people in there, which is obviously amazing. But talk about overall. There just was the, just – the there was just so service. much going on. Like, the, the feeling of, of campus that day was just, like, electric. Um, like, for for starters, I, I was staying at the Crown Plaza downtown. Nice. We get on the shuttle. We get on the shuttle. About, it, the shuttle's about 20 deep. They see the GMAC jersey I'm wearing. They start asking, oh, like, GMAC, like, you guys big GMAC fans? We're like, yeah, we're from Scranton. So, like, we grew up, loved them, wouldn't miss this day, everything. They're like, oh, we absolutely love GMAC. Like, they got to get a win for him today, whatever. Popped over uh, Fagan's two or three beers before the game everyone's in there it's shoulder to shoulder packed like the the atmosphere was just unbelievable start to finish it did not feel like you know a game where it's too like 
close to 500 teams. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like everyone there. You know how Syracuse is. It's literally all people care about the entire day. Yeah. So, and then you show up at the arena and like Joe and Jesse and Samir and John Ball shout out those guys. It's their senior days, so like that ceremony is always very cool. Um, student section was packed. And then, Swider, as I'm walking in, I was walking to my seat, like, so I got tickets from uh, Shane Felbin. So I'm across the way there, like, so basically where we sit, it's the yeah. family section yeah. for yep. the listeners, directly across from the bench. I'm walking in. Who do you think walks basically right by me? Crowd goes, starts going crazy, cheering. He waves. Everyone's Carmelo going wild. Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, if you ever heard of him. So he walks by. Everyone's going crazy. Um, yeah, and then the game starts, and we just, like, looked locked in from the start. Judah's playing real fast. Joe, uh, he didn't necessarily shoot it great from outside, but he had one of the best moves I've ever seen in the second half where he, like, punched it through his legs and then went up. Honestly, could have dunked it if the guy wasn't there and won. Jesse, like, was just an absolute monster. Um, so the game was, like, amazing start to finish. It seemed like there was a little uh, more pep of people step. The guys were playing harder given, like, the moment. And then the halftime ceremony, they honor, they honor the all 3 team. Everyone comes out freaking out. Like, Josh Pace was there. Um, you know, all, all those guys, Akeem and G-Mac, obviously, with, and Carmelo. Our guy Dave McMenamin, he was on the court. Yeah, awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then after the game, they do the ceremony. Uh, they went with Hakeem first, and everyone was standing. Play the tribute video. I don't know if you saw it on, on Twitter, Swider, Sean McDonough narrating, but... Yeah. Just, like, the amount of highlight real plays that Hakeem Mork had, ridiculous. It's so everyone's going wild for that. Bunch of blocks, some insane dunks. Everyone's going wild for that. Hakeem's there with his family. Very cool moment. He gives a good speech. And then um, they transition to the GMAC part of it. I almost started crying. I'm standing there with my dad. I'm standing there with my my two brothers. Everyone there is, like, just completely locked in. The amount of, I mean, I've seen all the plays 200 times, but just to, like, see it in that setting, everyone starts saying, like, Jerry, Jerry. Like, the crowd is going, like, crazy. No one left after the game. And then... G-Mac just gave, like, the best speech I've ever heard in my life. I saw it on YouTube, like, yeah. It was, he was so comfortable behind the mic. It was perfectly balanced between, like, humor and making people cry almost. Um, his family was out there with him um, that we obviously all know. So just to see him get the appreciation that he deserves, him and Akeem, the 3 team. And then what's ironic about it now is Beheim gets on the mic and he starts talking about the 3 team. He says, like, Starts talking about the crowd, how great it was that day. Yeah. How big of a win it was, all that. No one necessarily knew it at the time, but that ended up being his last time on the dome or on the court at the dome. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It was just like there was so much significance in the day from beginning ten. So that was pretty long winded, but just no, a, just awesome. an authentic Syracuse day. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome that they got the win. It's also, like. Weird that they ended up playing Wake three days later, but yeah, it was unbelievable from start to finish, and there was just like so many people there that meant so much to Syracuse. So it, it is cool in a way that his last regular season game there ended up being, um, you know, such a significant moment for the program. It's like this crowning achievement of 
of the program to this day. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, man. So, sounds like an amazing day. Obviously, shout out to GMAC. Shout out to all these guys. We we, we have a little text start with GMAC, and <laughs> yeah, uh, we obviously favorite group in the world. Yeah, we actually we we, uh, we tweet out that video. They actually got a lot of love. So, shout out Adam Lewis for putting that video together. It almost brought me to tears, man. I I was waiting to search oh, yeah. for one year. I wasn't able to lock in and watch all those games like you were, uh, Patty. But just an amazing man, a person who changed my life like that, as long as well as Coach Bayheim, and um, just so so proud and happy, and there's I can't even put into words how yeah how, it was how just awesome like that moment must have been. Mm-hmm. That video was so cool too. Um, it was also awesome. Twire the day, the on Saturday after the game, I ran into G Max family, and I was talking to his older brother, and he immediately said like dude like that video you guys made was awesome like i got a little misty watching it so it was very I cool like i love it yeah it's his older brother watching it so i think it reached a lot of people so shout out the fans no, you know download and listen to it and yeah it's very easy to celebrate jerry mcnamara um he has a lot of moments that you can point to that that mean a lot to a lot of people so um, yeah, i man. said in my tweet but from from scranton to Cuse, he's just the fucking man so yeah, for the hundredth time, shout out GMAC. But yeah, that's um, why I quickly could move into the Lakers to the, to the South Bay Lakers here. You guys had a two and one week, beat your main Celtics twice. Yep. Um, you got a game tomorrow night. So or no tonight. Tonight. Do you yep. Include that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know if you get in trouble there. If you get in the doghouse for being on the no, pod no. the day off. Yeah. No. You run this shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how have you been feeling on the court? Yeah, we're feeling pretty good, man. I mean, the, throughout the season, there's going to be so many ups and downs. Like, you just got to stay. You just got to stay mellow, man. I mean, like, oh. like our, good, our good friend Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, our stay, close stay, personal stay, friend, yep. Yeah, stay mellow. But, um, like I said, man, we, we had a tough loss last game. A game that we should have lost. We won six in a row before that. It happens throughout the season, so. When you play the G League, the NBA, you play so many games that you're going to be in so many different situations. You got to move on, yeah. You got to move on. So, um, I'm happy with the way the team's been playing as of late. Last game was was a tough one, but looking forward to tonight's game and you kind of bounce it back. So we're playing the same yeah. exact team. We lost our two How? big guys, so we don't have Cam Oliver and Jay Huff anymore, who were big parts of our team, who helped me out a lot being able to play with those guys. And if you guys. If you guys tune into the South Bay Lakers games, you know what I'm talking about. Cam, yeah. Cam, we're starting to have like this connection of being able to play with each other. So. A lot of DHL, a lot of dribble handoffs. Exactly. DHL stands for dribble handoff for all the uh, listeners out there. Nice, yeah. uh, nice acronym term. And, and Jay and I kind of have this connection as well. So um, we're, we're, we're adjusting. We're getting better. We're getting used to playing without him. It's, it's tough, though. We went from probably having two of the best big guys in the whole entire G League to now uh, we have Fabian, who's naturally a four, playing the five. So... Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're adjusting to it. We're a lot smaller. I'm not the tallest guy on the team now, so it's it's very different. It's not a bad thing, though. I mean, when your tallest guy is also the best shooter on the team, it helps. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. It's my take. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, shout-out, Jay. Two-way with the Wizards, right? Big, big time for, for Jay, man. We had a really great yeah. moment with him. Coach Miles Yeah, that video is cool. Yeah. Coach Miles came in and was like, hey, uh, Jay just got a, a two-way with the Wizards, so he won't be with us anymore. We all just jump on over. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it, man. He deserves it. He, he's been playing mm-hmm. with, in L.A. for two years, and then ultimately uh, yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, that's what everyone's shooting for, which is a cool part about the G League. There's, like, no uh, 
I sense no jealousy. No. Within that video, you know what I mean? It's everyone just like, yeah, everyone's so happy for him. Um, So yeah, nice, a nice little shower there for Jay Huff. But um, the other thing, the Lakers are playing very well, like the LA Lakers, six and two in their last eight, keeping keeping afloat with LeBron out. AD was absolutely a monster last night, thirty and twenty-two. Um, you, know, you know what's the crazy about all this is that with the way our season's been started out 2-10, and ten, there's been so many mm-hmm. heartbreaking losses to so many teams. We're two games out of fifth in the West. Yeah. Well, that's... Out of fifth. If, you, if it was just, I mean, you start 5-7 and seven instead of 2-10, and ten, like, I think three of your first 15 games were, like, right down to the wire, like you're talking about. Big time. Portland. Um, I don't know. I forget who else, like, off the top of my head, but... You're literally in, like, the four seed. And that's what, 50, tw- what, 12? First 12 games, now what are you guys, 31 and 34? No, 32 and 34. 32 and 34. So, yeah, 54-game sample size. You're basically the fourth-best team in the West. So, um, yeah, it's pretty surreal. Yeah. Not surreal at all. It's not the adjective. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's pretty... <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, you're in position to to be in position here, for like sure. Say. Um, the the other thing is uh, King James on his Instagram, shouted out two players on the team, Troy Both. Brown Jr. and Austin Reeves. Both friends of the podcast. Both friends of the podcast. So yeah, so. I mean, I don't know if, um, you know, that's a sign for the rest of your teammates, but anyone who comes on the show, seems to uh, be blowing up here. So I'm not going to take credit for it, but yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of cool watching your guys' games because you're in this situation where it's like every game is almost a playoff game. Yeah. What are you going to yeah, say? I mean, no, you're just the weatherman. You're just reporting facts. You're just reporting facts. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Honestly, you usually play better after. So. Yeah. And none of them got traded either. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's that's really all the selling points that we need. Patty, thanks for a great pre-show, man. Obviously, we just want to go back to – the retirement of Coach Bay, I'm just super blessed and thankful. Yeah. We both of us got, got to be able to play for him. Um, we're going to kick it over to the Jimmy's Jimmy's draft segment, but um, obviously very, very thankful, very privileged to be able to play for him. Um, he's one of the goats in college basketball for sure. And, uh, yeah, man, sad day to be a Syracuse basketball fan, but also an exciting day to see the next, the, the next era of Syracuse basketball. So um, shout-out to Coach Bayheim, Shout-out to the Bayheim family. Um, for for obviously being there for him for for the last forty seven years, and uh, just super thankful for Coach Beheim and excited for Coach Red Osher to take over the program and, and bring it to bring, and start this new era. Yeah, I second all of that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks, Coach Beheim. Not much else you could say. He's the goat. Um, so yeah, we'll kick it to his oldest son, <laughs> Jimmy Beheim the third. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the third official Swedish Show draft. Uh, our three contestants, or yeah, our three draftees are 
Patty, Jimmy, and, and myself, really excited for this draft. And this draft, it's going to be a little different. Uh, it's going to be the worst feelings in basketball. So uh, Patty and Jimmy just informed me that Jimmy will actually get to choose his spot in the draft, this draft. So uh, Jimmy, what, what, what spot are you taking in, in, in uh, the sweater show, the third official sweater show draft? I want, I want the turn. I want the 3-4. I want to see kind of where you guys go with this. I want to see kind of the vibes of the draft. And I'm going to take that's the, definitely, the, the back-to-back of the turn. That's 100% the best the best spot to draft in. Also, for the listeners, this is very this is a very open topic. It's kind of up. Very. It's one of those that, uh, yeah, that and um, what is the thing, the saying with the eyes of the beholder, whatever that is? Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Yep. Pretend I said that. Thanks, Jim. I got you. So, uh, yeah, so then, Swart, you can go first. You can go 1-1. One, one. All right. I'll go second. Jim, so I th- four. And we'll do four rounds. Four rounds. Wow. A lot of picks. Um, so, yeah, I think this one's an obvious one. Um, Wait. Before go ahead. we start, we should also uh, congratulate Jimmy's brother, Buddy, on winning the second draft, which I yeah. think we already did, but given that this is the third draft, we should do that again. Good job, Buddy. Congrats, buddy. His older brother will not be winning this one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, with, with my first overall pick, I, I'm just going to go just just a buzzer beater loss, specifically in a championship game. I think it's the obvious number one pick. It's, it's heartbreaking. Um, there's a lot of emotions that go into in winning and losing basketball games. So, I'm just going to go buzzer beating loss, specifically championship. But I, I think that's that takes it off the table. So, uh, buzzer beater loss with my the first overall pick. Jim, do you want to respond first or me? You got it. So my thing there, that's a good pick sweater. It's kind of a layup. My my problem there is right before the draft, I texted in our group. I said, we're doing basically most embarrassing, right? In quotes, not like losing the championship. <laughs> well, we're talking about worst feelings. It was specifically worst feelings in basketball. So, okay. Uh, I, see, that's why it's uh, beauties in the eye of the beholder again, because I picked like most embarrassing parts. But that's a good pick. That is, that that is, is a good pick. pick. Yeah, that is a good pick. Cole, Cole um, can go more chalk and maybe, you know, guys like me and you, Patty, more creative yeah. guys will, will get a little more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. can pick up the draft. can pick yeah. up the draft. You See, saw, you saw what happened to Lewis. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the thing that we put out, the draft board that Adam, like, chefs up, some of my things are, like, paragraphs. So that, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. But uh, good, yep. good pick, Swider. Yeah, he's next pick's going to be like when you lose on a Tuesday and it's 30 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 30 is generous for kids, but. And, and yeah, you're going to walk in the snow yeah, after. you pile in. Yep, yeah. <laughs> this is tough. Um, but I'm going to go number one. This is very specific to point guards. I think anyone who's ever had this happen, it's one of the worst feelings of basketball. I think it's probably the worst. I'm going to go when you get your pocket picked, the person goes down and scores, and then they immediately inbound it to you again. You have to bring the ball up the court. One of the most embarrassing, like, thinking about that right now, all of these thinking about it just gives me, like, a like a pit in my stomach. It makes me, like, nervous to this day that I felt that at one point in my life, so I'm very happy with that pick. I'm going to go with that. That's a good pick, because, like, getting your pocket like pick sucks. It's a really bad feeling, and... You know, as a forward, I know the next play, I'm parked in the corner, you know. Yeah. I mean, you like still that, want to go like this. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> car, you know. Go, go that, you know. Yeah. Take a playoff, maybe, you know, come back the next one, make up for it. But 
definitely don't want the ball right away. You know, that's yeah. tough. Go ahead, Jim. You got the floor, yep. yeah. It's back-to-back picks. Oh, man. Come on, Jim. <laughs> no, I love this. I love this. I love the thought process. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go for my first pick. I'm going to go fouling someone out of three. Okay, that's a good pick. I had that. I had that, too. Everyone's like, you're an idiot. Now, why'd you do that? You know, just running over someone or whatever. Hit him on the arm. And... Barama in the corner against Duke. Yeah, it's usually, <laughs> you know, usually getting subbed out for that. So, that's I'm going to take that for my first pick. It's a terrible feeling. Am I going just wrap right now? Back to back? Yeah, of course. Back to back, yeah. You still got it. You're still on the podium. My, uh... Yeah, my second pick is... Uh, basketball players are going to relate to this, but when you're in a film session and, and you know the play you messed up on really bad is about to come up next. That's a real good pick, too. I like that pick, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, it's out of the bat. Um, all right, any more any more to add there, Jim, or just, just keep him pushing here? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty uh, pretty self-explanatory. After a loss, tough film session, you know, you got to yeah. relive that, and you already know what you did, and you're going to hear it anyway. Man, it's it's a bad one. So that's my second yeah. pick. All right. Good good job, Jim. That was maybe the best uh, out of the gates out of any of our guests. Thank you. Out of our two guests, you and your brother. But <laughs> uh, my second pick, this has only happened to me once in my entire career. I was in a bad place mentally for basketball. It's my junior year of college. There was about six minutes left in the game. We were down, I think, 35. I get fouled, go to the line. First shot, air ball. Wow, air ball, free throw. <laughs> air ball and a free throw. That That's just like, the ref went to give it to me for my second shot, and I was almost like, I'm good, man. Just keep it. I'll just, <laughs> you could, I'll just you could have that, that point. Yeah. Point, you just got to launch it at the like, backboard and try to hit something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went real long on the second one. Um, it happened to me at Miami, remember? First. Oh, that did happen, yeah. <laughs> I've never done it in my life, and I swore I would never do it. And I was, you know, struggling a bit from the line. And, you know, mind, the mind is a strong thing. The brain is a strong yeah. thing. Air ball, it's just a horrible feeling. Yeah, oh. you get the, you get demons real bad. I could have done a whole draft on just just free throws. I'm like shivering thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so it's my snake opportunity this time. So yep. uh, I'm going to go with my first pick. I'm going to go with getting dropped. Getting dropped in an ISO. That's, yeah, that's I think cool. I, I think that's I think that's an easy pick. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think what's even worse is if, if they make the shot, it just is it's the icing on the cake. So getting dropped and then they make the shot. Um, and, th- and th- this kind of this is kind of personal for me, but uh, especially like when when you're when you're a rookie white guy in the NBA, uh, this, this is my next pick. Uh, getting caught up into a ball screen and then and then then them not. Refusing to even if you do a good job on the on the first coverage to call you back into the ball screen, I think right. that's probably what, one of the worst feelings. And Luka Doncic fully did that to me, and uh, we talked about this on a, on a previous podcast. But that's got to be one of the worst feelings ever, and you feel helpless. And when Christian Wood hits like a fadeaway three on you, I, I think that's even worse. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, getting dropped and then getting 
caught up into a ball screen with Luca every single time. That's a good pick because it's just like it's happened to me before, and you just, it's just like you know that they want you to guard them. It's like, oh, the, and the thing is, you you do a good job on the first one. You hedge out, they they back up a little bit, and they're like, no, 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 come back. Yeah, come back, come yeah. back. No, we want this. My only thing there is like mine was about a Division Two game that like twenty people were at. You were in the Staples Center with Luka Doncic. So I mean, is it really that embarrassing? And then they, yeah, it's like. Luca scored. He scored. You yeah, know, like, you guys tip cap. You know he doesn't have. Right. Yeah, but just, just to get called back up, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm no, but one, I mean, oh, anyone, I did a good job. It's it's not necessarily getting scored on. It's active. No, it's not. Right. Yeah, yeah it's, of it's course. Like, yeah. It's like, two. I want two one yellow. No, it, it was it was funny because I I one of one of the other teammates came up and set a ball screen and Luca like waved him off. He's like, no, him. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That, good good that, pick, that Slack. Was that yep. you? You went twice, right? Getting dropped yep. and then the getting pointed. Yep. Yeah. All right. You're. A, you'd rather get dunked on than get dropped than get dropped, guy. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah, I think so too. Also, kind of like a. I'm not trying to tip picks here. Kind of a, a sibling to what your pick was. There is. It does suck. It, this is more of an annoying feeling when you drop someone and then you miss the shot because then it just ruins the whole clip. Yeah, I wouldn't I know. know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have. Yeah, because you never make anyone fall. So, yeah, um, we're moving on here. <sighs> Damn it! I don't know. I don't know where what what Jim is like. Jim's calling more team things. I was all individual, embarrassing things. Yeah, I think I'm gonna switch it up here. I'm gonna go when you do lose a big game. Walking into practice the next day. Coach is pissed off. Everyone's depressed. It's just a collective. It's as, it's as down bad of a feeling as you're going to have as an entire collective basketball team. And anyone who's been on any sports team, it doesn't even matter if it's basketball, knows that exact feeling that I'm talking about where you wake up. You know when you wake up for a second and you like forget that the game happened, then you do for, remember it 20 seconds after you're up, and then you're like, oh, shit, I have practice. Got to go in. Get freaked out at Usually run a lot. Yeah. That's that's the only one I had like team oriented. The the other stuff was individual selfish stuff. So, mm. nothing to add. Hey, he doesn't like to get better, Cole. He doesn't like to you know bounce back. <laughs> from adversity. You know, he, he hits adversity. He wants to just run his bad. So yeah, he, he, he wants out. Kind of guy. See where Patty's mind's at. So yeah, All right. you know, decent pick. Very okay pick. <laughs> All right, Jim. I- I wouldn't have picked it, but all right. I would have you know, picked it. You know, maybe, it's why. maybe it'll work out. In the, it'll work out in the long run. <laughs> uh, Jim got in my head. I, I had to go. I had to go uh, team oriented there. Mental warfare. I'm thousands yeah. of miles away. And I'm still in Casey's head. J- Jimmy just said it. The, <laughs> the mind's a powerful thing. It is. It is. Look at that. All right. Um, next one. I'm gonna go with this one. I think this is it. I'm gonna go. All the basketballs flying out of the gun. Especially like when you're missing. You know the ball scattered all over the gym. You gotta go get them. You throw them back in, and then you know you throw one in, and maybe it doesn't go back in. You gotta run and get it again, and then you shoot for like a minute, and then they bounce back out. Ooh. See, Swatter, that was bad podcasting by us because you're supposed to respond, chop it up, give some banter about the picks, but 
I don't know if that's ever happened to me. So I was I was speechless. I was left speechless by that pick. I did not I feel way better about my third pick after your third pick. It was almost it was almost uh it was almost like the Adam Lewis the hiring of Jim Beheim pick. Yeah. Hoopers are gonna relate to that, man. Hoopers are gonna relate to that. The only thing my like I didn't really have a gun until I was at Syracuse, so yeah, you know, us, us Division Two, II, Division Three guys might not be as as lucky to have a Every gun. Every basketball you, player is shot in a gun. Every basketball player. Is I don't know about that. that. Most basketball players, you throw through the net, you, you you shuffle in, you rebound for yourself. That's what that's what we do where I come from. Just gritty and scranton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, your fourth pick, Jim. Final pick. I have one personal one that people aren't going to relate to, and I have another general one. Which one's my my fourth one is very personal. If that makes you feel any better, like there's no way you guys will relate, you two will relate to it or pick it. So. All right, my last pick. Um, <clears throat> when uh, when you're 12 <laughs> years old and you have uh, you have an all star baseball game and you're in the championship at SU Baseball Camp and. and uh, you're the best player on the team, so when you show back up, there's only a minute left, and, and uh, your team's up by one. You check back, and you're really confused, disoriented, and stuff like that. Ball comes to you with about 10 seconds left. You, you take a shot, you knock it down, you're hyped. You turn, you look. The other team's jumping up and down, celebrating. <laughs> Time runs out. You just hit a buzzer beater on the wrong hoop. On the wrong hoop? <laughs> So I don't even know what we'd put there. Buzzer beater on the wrong basket. In short, in short, going on the wrong hoop for game. <laughs> oh my god! It's a true story. It's a true story. I, I never Jim, knew that happened. Yet. Jim, how old were you? He said he's twelve. Twelve. That's ridiculous. Ball passed me on the in the corner. It's an insane story. I literally got thrown in the game with a minute left, fresh off of an all-star baseball game. Someone kicked it to me in the corner. Nice little. Short corner shot, knocked it down, felt good, turned around, <laughs> other teams yes! celebrate, and, and my team's like, I'm like, what? And then <laughs> scored on the wrong team. Our team gets the ball again, obviously. We can't score. Lose the game by one on my jump shot. I cried. I've never cried more in my entire life. <laughs> and then right after that, I had to play in the All-Star game. <laughs> I was like, I'm belong here. This <laughs> is Oh, the the basketball all star game. Negative uh, two points in the basketball game. <laughs> Negative two. That's hilarious. Jim, the good thing there though is you would have been very sympathetic if a teammate did that. Or if you saw someone else do that. Yeah. I'm sure you'd be very forgiving, yeah. I remember my dad texted or called me, he's like, Here's a football player that scored on the wrong end zone one time. <laughs> <laughs> to make you feel better? Thanks, Dad. Wow. It was miserable. Oh my gosh, it was so miserable. I still it's just—it doesn't even sound like the real. It's a real story. Uh, I know it sounds like a like a sitcom of sorts. Would you what, would you go in the uh, baseball game four for five, two doubles, triple? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably ten R, you know, ten RBIs, probably two, two or six, <laughs> ten six RBIs, inning shut, six inning shutout. Um, you know, just to come and do that. So. I picked uh, the wrong sport. It's all in all, I picked the wrong sport. I'd be lacing them up for the, you know, the New York Yankees straight now at first base, but you know, instead of you know over here in first you know, base. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but, um, I love I like baseball a lot, but 
wasn't wasn't for me. Do you want to talk more about your baseball career? It sounds like you do. No, we'll we'll have a separate yeah. episode. All right, yeah, that, that works. works. That works. Cornell and baseball. That's gonna that's gonna wrap up All my right, draft. There's, there's, that was a great draft. Besides number three, that wasn't great. A few good players left on the board. I think you know we'll try to get them on two ways or eight times. So my personal pick is definitely not as good as that one, because that was like the funniest thing anyone said on on these airwaves. But uh, mine is a lot simpler. This is something that most walk-ons and people of my size and stature will relate to. I'm going with the really when you tell someone that you're on the basketball team at a school. Um, at a bar, at a restaurant, anywhere. Um, I'm going to spit my water out. <laughs> <laughs> when you're wearing the gear, they're like, oh, do you do you, do you you play basketball? Or do you play a sport? Like, yeah. What, uh, what sport do you play? Lacrosse? Uh, no, I'm on the basketball team. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually, this is, this is something I take pride in because it's like a pleasant, like, yeah, I do play basketball. Like, why didn't you think so? And, you know, you kind of shove it in their face, but, uh. It is, a, is a, it is a bit demoralizing, and the reason I use lacrosse as an example there is because my freshman year in college at uh, U Sciences, I had at least 10, 15 people ask if I played lacrosse at the school, and we don't have a lacrosse team. Wow. <laughs> you, look, you look like a lax, bro. Yeah, I get lax, hockey, baseball. Never once has anyone guessed basketball first, so that's a very personal one. Um <laughs> And yeah, hopefully there's some walk-ons tuning in that that can relate to that. That's a good pick. You're gonna have to like get whatever Instagram page for walk-ons there is to. Yeah, it's that's a lot of uh, that's a that's a lot of that's a big time niche category. I might have to like send it to I don't know some sort of walk-ons Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's Reddit for that. Yeah. All right, so I want to close it out. Okay. I'm going to go with you're on the opposing team and the other player is going absolutely – like he cannot miss a shot and you have a helpless feeling – you have a helpless feeling and you just will not will not slow down. I think that's one of the worst feelings in basketball. This, this guy's throwing up and, – and usually it's – all right, I'm going to make it more specific. When a bad player on the other team gets hot out of nowhere – and he's the reason you lose. Someone who's not in the scout, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or just someone who's up. Go ahead, he's Jim. He's shooting 25% from three, but he came out and made seven tonight. Yep. Especially exactly. against the zone. That's that's definitely a, yeah, it's it's the worst. worst. I think, you know, you find guys that just do that all of a sudden. It's brutal. All right. That wraps it up there. That was a good pick, Swider. We'll see. We'll see. The people will speak. We'll do it again like we did with the buddy draft. One, two, three, vote. Um, see what their responses are. Yeah, Jim. Jim, you have any uh, honorable mentions? I stand by. I do. Um. All right. Wait. So this is how we're gonna do. It. We're gonna do a favor for Adam here. Last time when Buddy was on, we were just flying around saying honorable mentions, and it got real confusing. So we're gonna go one by one and list our honorable mentions. Jim, you go first as the guest. I only have a couple. I kept a. You know, I had a pretty short short draft board. Um, wanted to just get the guys I wanted to get out. Um, <laughs> But I have, um, for me, this is worse than airballing. It's hitting the side of the backboard from oh. the corner. Oh, no, um, no, no. I don't agree with that. 
I, I, for me, I think it's, it's just brutal. I hate it. Or like, like shooting and getting a wedgie. That's only happened to me maybe once or twice, I think. But that was because the game stopped. Someone's got to jump up and get it. Like, that's tough. Um, and then, yeah, my only other pick was uh, when you think you get an and one and you turn to the ref and he says I'm four. No, yep. oh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. I was thinking, like, there's a lot of stuff you, I think I could go with, with referees. Another one with referees is when, um, you know, they make a bad call and then, like, after halftime or something, they come up to you and they're like, "Yeah, I, I, uh, I made the I wrong call. I missed that one up. I missed yeah. that one. Like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> no, I, but you appreciate them like going up there, but it's like, yeah, could it? Yeah, it know, doesn't change the situation. Could have used that to be a block instead of a charge, you know? But yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, those are those are my only other honorable mentions. Swire, do you have any? I have like six. Yeah, I got a couple. I think shooting the ball from the top of of the of the key and hitting the backboard. Is worse than hitting the hitting the side. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever. I've definitely done it, but I haven't done yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, I think another one is uh, is a ter- is is a terrible block charge call. Like the guy, the guy's sliding in, and the ref gets excited and calls a charge just to make make sure everyone knows that he's the one who made the charge call. That's horrible. And I think the last one that's very personal to me is. Uh, Stepping out on the sideline when you're in your third Syracuse practice and Coach Bayheim takes takes you aside and goes, Cole, how do you step out of bounds? I've, I've never stepped out of bounds on the sideline in, in my life, son. <laughs> so, uh... there wasn't that, a three-point th- line. <laughs> 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 so, I would say, uh... Yep, that's my, that's my personal one. And he also said he never got his shot blocked ever in his life. So, uh, so yeah. Shout out, Coach. He also will come in and he'll stop practice and he'll say, "In my fifty years of practice, I've never seen someone do that." And it's like, <laughs> and it's like someone like missed the left-handed <laughs> layup. <Yeah. laughs> You've seen it before, you know. So, someone let up, someone let up an offensive rebound. <laughs> You've seen it, you know. He's a big hyperbole guy. It's funny though. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, what else did I have? I had, Swire, this is sort of similar to you with the Lucas story, but I had when your coach slash teammate comes up to you, hits you on the shoulder, and they're like, yo, like, let's switch because you're just getting fried. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Like when other people are stepping in and being like, yo, let me guard him because this isn't working for us. Uh, my next one was when you go to the basket, you get blocked. It's a clean block. They block it off you. It goes out of bounds. That happened. That happened to me last week in my men's league. That's why I thought of it. <laughs> Dude, who's in, uh, your men's, who's in your men's league? That's oh my god, Jim. Men. Also, Jim, I have a bone to pick with you after after I finish my list here. Um, my next one was when a jumper feels great off your hand and hits the back rim and doesn't go in. <laughs> what? No, no, no. I, 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 I got, I got one. What about when? You shoot it from like the wing and it feels great and it goes oh, over it goes the rim and hits the, the side of the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst feeling ever. Yeah. Too much adrenaline. Uh, yeah. Adrenaline. Um say is when um the adrenaline reminded me when you like take a shot with a guy right in your face and you like you like say like like bucket or too much space and then it just like back rim yeah. and misses and you're like Damn, Doesn't go run. run back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the last one I had was when 
you think you're alone on a fast break, and you end up getting blocked slash pinned. Worst. It's probably not happened to you guys because you can dunk, but when you can't dunk, that's relatable for more of the listeners. But yeah, yeah, when you're not expecting to get blocked and you do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was far down. That was a, that was an add-in in case you guys took all my picks. But uh, Jimmy, my last note that I wanted, yeah, that I wanted to say is last week I received a text. It was meant to be a very nice text, and it was a nice text. But you say, uh, Patty, we just finished up our game. You can definitely play for the last place team team in the Czech League. <laughs> I don't know why you had to clarify last place there, but I appreciate the backhanded compliment, Chip. I came back at time to say that <laughs> yeah. it was the only team. Yeah, yeah it was the only team you played at that point. I didn't think you could play on you know the second place team, but you know the te- second team we played, I thought you could you know play for it. I thought you could suit yeah. up first. You know, I just wanted to let you know that you know you could you could you know waste them up overseas if you if you. I really wanted to. Yeah, I appreciate that. That made my and day. Now that I now that I now that I hear you getting the ball blocked off you in your men's league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jim, you you throw you throw that last place team in in basketball city. I don't know how they're fair. What'd you say? I said if you throw that last place team in basketball city, I don't know how they're fair. Oh, you don't. <laughs> this one, yeah. We might have to fly them. We fly them out. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We could definitely do that. Anytime, anyplace. Once the podcast really takes off, you'll we'll get sponsored. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, we'll have our own uh, Swider Show plan. Yeah, we'll we'll rent out Madison Square Garden. And we'll make it happen. Patty <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby Casey against. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the team called, Jim? What's the team called? I'm not throwing. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not airing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. Jim, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on for the draft. Really appreciate uh, you you exposing some of the worst feelings in basketball with us. So, uh, appreciate it, Jim. Uh, Wishing you the best of of luck in in the check the rest of the year, man. And, uh, yeah. Appreciate you guys, man. It's always good to catch up. Miss you guys. Proud of everything you're doing, Cole. I'm checking box scores every morning. So, keep going. same to you, Patty, in the work in the work world. Um, Thank you. I need to see, Appreciate that. You need to start sending us some stat lines from the men's league too, so you know <laughs> we can keep tabs up there. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, I'll, I'll see you guys this summer for sure. I hope you know this gets good re- ratings and I can come back on the pod sometime soon. But uh, yeah, man, it's always great. Always great. Keep chopping up in the group chat for sure. Yes, sir, Jim. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, Jim. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms, at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, Show at gmail.com and of course if you haven't already make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week cole swider show with patty casey is presented by blue wire podcast and our executive producer is adam lewis swider show is created by cole swider patty casey and producer adam lewis all rights reserved thank you guys we'll see you next week